are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined by only one co-host tonight. Chev had a last-minute cancellation. He'll be back next week. But I am joined by the professor, Nate Christian. Nate, what's good, man? Hey, there's a lot of good, lot of good stuff going on right now. Unfortunately, football's not going on. Yeah, That's not good. But we're here. That's good. Yes, we're here. And you know what? Even though football's not going on right now, we've always got something football-related to talk about, be it on our YouTube channel. Check us out on our RSS feed, the podcast that drops twice a week. Got tweets coming out. We got Instagram posts coming up. So it doesn't matter that there is no football. There is always one thing constant in your life. That's the Dynasty Rewind. And if you want more of us, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind now offering a 10% discount for yearly signups. You're basically getting a month for free if you sign Love up. that deal. 10% discount for a whole year. That's great. I'm going on vacation uh, first week of August. I'm going to steal my brother-in-law's credit card and make him sign up for our Patreon, whether Perfect. he wants to or not. Come on, Vinny. So Vinny is about to be a yearly gold-tier subscriber. Good stuff, you deserve it's going to be great stuff. We but, deserve uh, it. You know, look, it's a, it's that time of the year. The, your rookie drafts, some of them might have gone by now. How about you, Nate? Have you done all of your rookie drafts? I believe all of my rookie drafts are through. I might have one more left. Okay. It might just be a startup that's waiting to happen. I can't remember. Yeah, I have. We know. I know we have a Fantrax, a uh, C2C draft. Yes, we do have, have that. But that's a whole different ball game. Patreon.com forward slash dinosaur if you want to talk about that. Um, I have most of mine are done. I think I have maybe one or two yet. So we know how to do rookie drafts. The reason we're talking about this today, this is something that I personally struggle with, and that is valuing rookies in a startup draft. Hmm. Whenever I start a league, I always try to separate the startup draft and the rookie draft. And I do it for selfish reasons because I'm not good at this. I'm not good. Every time I, I go to draft a rookie, unless it's a, a high a high level player, I'm always thinking, why would I draft this guy when I could draft this established player? And then I end up having like no rookies from this year's class. I might take a flyer on some guys later. So that's why I wanted to talk about this. So we're looking at where the top 12 drafted rookies are being drafted in startups. And we're going to decide if we're buying or selling at this cost that they're being drafted at. Are there any veterans we'd rather have at that price? And, you know, where does the value line up with the top of this rookie class overall? So let's start at the 101. Bijan Robinson, he's the rookie 101, and he's the startup 101. He's currently being valued, uh, never setting foot on an NFL field. He's being valued as the RB1. Go ahead. Talk to me. It's appropriate, man. It's appropriate. You know, Rookie picks, even when we get close to your rookie drafts, rookie picks are a cheaper way to get rookies than startup drafts. Youth is so uh, heavily valued in startup drafts. The place to get these rookies is in the rookie draft. Startups, it's hard to get rookies because they are going off the board really quick. But a guy like Bijan, he deserves it. You know, he's going after Justin Jefferson. He's going after Jamar Chase. But that's really about it in front of him as far as you know, position players. CeeDee Lamb's after him. Uh, AJ Brown's after him. Jonathan Taylor's after him. But Bijan Robinson, because of this talent that he has, and the fact that you know he is considered a generational running back position player, he's on the Falcons. They're going to run the ball a ton. He's young. 
you know, youth with running backs is such an important factor. It makes sense. He's the RB1. I get it. I'm approved. I'm fine with it, to be honest with you. And especially when you look at it, the 111, especially if it's Superflex League, your proverbial top tier of quarterbacks is gone. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, guys like that. They're, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. um, Justin Herbert, they're going to be off the board. So why not tie yourself down to a guy who could be the number, the RB1 for, we're talking, I mean, look, we've seen CMC. He has the potential. Austin Eckler, RB1 last year without rushing for 1,000 yards, by the way. Saquon Barkley, we don't know if he's going to play this year. Jonathan Taylor, we think, comes back to form. But Bijan could be that guy. There's quarterback questions in Atlanta. There's no question that they have a stalwart running back. I'm completely fine on this. And look, he's going nine picks ahead of Jonathan Taylor, but that's just where it is right now. It's just And also, by the way, great value on Jonathan Taylor right there. And you've seen, uh, we've done some startups together this year. You've seen me taking Jonathan Taylor happily in the second round. I think of both startups that we did too. It's a good pick. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Could you imagine taking Bijan at the 111 and then wrapping back around and get Jonathan, getting Jonathan Taylor? Man, if you could somehow show up your quarterbacks later, that'd be a pretty good start. Jerry Goff, I'm telling you, he outperforms his ADP every year. Goff and Cousins matchup. I love it. Let's move on. Anthony Richardson, he's your rookie 102, and he's the startup 201. He's going at quarterback nine, so we're going to differentiate here a little bit, Nate. I don't know. How are you feeling about this selection right here? Yeah, I think this is too early for Anthony Richardson. There's just too much risk. I get it, you know, uh, the upside is there for him to meet this expectation and he could become, you know, he has the upside, the physical ability, the athletic ability to be a top five quarterback in fantasy football. But I think it's a bit of a stretch to see him getting there anytime uh, soon. And at this pick, you know, the first pick of the second round as a top 10 quarterback, I just can't do it. I can't put that kind of investment into a risky player like this. I don't think he's a bona fide, you know, stud um, you know, there's some development for the, him that happened. He's going ahead of Bryce Young. He's going ahead of CJ Stroud. I would rather have those guys. Um, he's going ahead of Tua. Um, you know, I think it's a, you taking Tua's health, and maybe there's a, an argument there. But, I mean, Tua's scoring tons of points with the Dolphins. I don't know about Anthony Richardson, man. The rushing upside's there, but uh, does he is he able to take that jump into be a top nine quarterback like he's being drafted as? Yeah, I don't like this value here right now. And I think quarterbacks are one of those things where unless you know they're a slam dunk, it's really hard to draft them this highly as a rookie. I just can't do it. And you think about it, if you're drafting him at the 201 and you're going just strictly off DLF's June ADP, that means that you're the wraparound guy. You're doing the snake there. So the 112 for you was C.D. Lamb, and you're following up with Anthony Richardson. Got some questions. Mm-hmm. Got some questions right there. I would rather wait on quarterback at this point. You can get uh, Tua, a pick 20, you know, guys like that. I, I would look elsewhere. This is not where I want to go. Um, and we got to look at A.J. Brown still on the board, too. Um, now, if you did C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown in a startup, I personally feel a little bit better than that. I understand the value and the upside. I'm, I'm just going to pass. Yeah, it. I mean, he's going ahead of Deshaun Watson. He's going ahead of Dak Prescott. I'd rather have those guys in a startup than Anthony Richardson. I would, too. Personally, let's talk about uh, the next quarterback here, Bryce Young. He's your rookie 103, and he's the startup 206. He's quarterback 12 overall, whereas Anthony Richardson was quarterback nine. So the value is a little bit better here. But again, talking about a rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, small. We've seen Kyler Murray 
Everyone was saying he's small, but he's going to be okay. So it's been banged up a lot too. Nate, what are we doing here? Yeah, you know, Bryce Young was my quarterback one in this draft class. So I do value him around this spot. The thing is, with the started picks, these guys are always overinflated with their value because they're quarterbacks. And we've seen enough startup drafts over the past year or two where the first rounds almost all quarterbacks, you throw in Bijan, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson in there. But, you know, most of the time, 10 of your top 14 picks, let's say, are going to be quarterback. Um, so, you know, after that top 10, that top eight, there's a drop off. And, you know, Bryce Young, maybe I value him closer to the beginning of the third round. But with the quarterback positional scarcity, you have to pick him up here. I think he's a decent value here in a start of draft. I'm still, I look, these, these quarterbacks, you're going to hear me say no. This and the next one, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a, a veteran. And what I'd rather do is in my startup draft, this is just how I do things. Nate, you've been in a lot of startup mm -hmm. drafts with me. You know, if I can't get a stud early, I'm going to punt the position. I'm going to load up on talent at other positions, skill positions. And then I would rather just wait till my rookie draft and draft the next Bryce Young, draft the next Anthony Richardson, bundle up some packages or some picks for a package and, and get them that way. So I'm going to pass here again as well. Again, I'm going to take two. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Two is two picks after. And I know there's some concerns with his concussion history too. But when it comes to quarterback in a startup, I want to see guys that have done it. I want yeah. to know what I'm getting myself into. And let's move into the next quarterback. CJ Stroud's your rookie 104. He's the 302 in a startup, quarterback 15. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm going to pass here yet again because I'm, I'm going to stay consistent so I'm passing, and for all the reasons I mentioned before, like I will take Daniel Jones over C.J. Stroud. Just on the contact track extension. Looks good in Brian Dable's offense. We know what he can do. Nate, agree, disagree? Yeah, I'm going to pass on C.J. Stroud here as well. I think the fantasy production is going to take, you know, at least two seasons, maybe three to come around. Um, so at this point, I would rather have um, a Saquon Barkley, a Travis Kelsey, um, who are going after C.J. Stroud. Um, then picking up a rookie quarterback who I think will be successful at this level, but because of the lack of rushing, um, not ability, but the production with the rushing, uh, I don't think the upside is going to be there in fantasy football over the first year or two. So give me somebody else. Um, I would much rather wait on quarterback if this was my option, go after a Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, uh, many rounds later. When you when you draft your team in a startup, you're traditionally or typically trying to win now, right? Yeah, you, I, I, you know, I kind of go with the productive struggle year one, but with a good enough team where I feel like I can, uh, you know, be competitive. Okay. Yeah, me, I try to, I always try to swing for the fences right out of the gate. So rookie quarterbacks typically don't lend to that. Let's move on. Jameer Gibbs, he's your rookie 105, the startup 311 and the running back six. So there's been a lot of talk about how he's going to be used. Nate, do you feel comfortable here or no? Oh, I love this. I think he's a value here. I picked him up in the uh, second round of one of my startup drafts, I believe, actually. Maybe it was early third, but late second, one of those two. Um, and I got a little bit of flack for picking him up there. I think he was the uh, fourth running back off the board. But I'm about Jameer Gibbs. I think with the pass catching upside that he has, he has immense fantasy production. I would take him over guys um, who are going like right after him. Austin Eckler, Drake London, easy. Oh, I'm taking – Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm taking taking Jameer Gibbs here, the positional value at the running back position. And with that receiving upside, I'll take him. I, I love this value. Would you take him over Mark Andrews? 
If it's not tight end premium, yes, okay. maybe. Yeah. If it's tight end premium, I'm taking Mark Andrews. Um, I think we're looking at, yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews, if it's tight end premium, he's not going to be going after Jameer Gibbs. This is not based on a tight end premium, this this mm-hmm. ADP. So um, if it's tight end premium, he's off the board already. Probably sometimes late first, early second, depending. Um, I, I like this as well. Again, like Nate said before, you got to go with youth. Um, Jameer Gibbs is 21. The guy right behind him, Austin Eckler, is 28. And he's got a lot of miles on him. You know, just and Josh Jacobs is 25. I might consider taking him, but it looks like he could wait to get Josh Jacobs. And if I could do that, I definitely will. I'm all in on Jameer Gibbs here. And we're talking at the 311. Yeah, you know, you're picking at the back end of these rounds. It can get kind of gross sometimes. You, you've seen it. So let's talk about Bob's boy, JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. He's your rookie 106, startup 409, and wide receiver 16. Now, I do want to just say, we don't want to sound like hypocrites. At this point in time last year, Drake London was the wide receiver 14. We had a problem with that. Never setting foot on an NFL field. JSN going to a situation where he's the third fiddle. How do we feel about this one, this scenario, a similar scenario, I guess, ADP wise a year later. Yeah, I think this is a decent value for JSN. Um, I think this is more appropriate than maybe his value was before the draft. Um, when some people had him, you know, already stepping in as like a top 10 wide receiver, top 12 wide receiver, I think wide receiver 16 is better. Um, cause the fantasy production likely isn't there at an elite level this year. He's not going to have a Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase kind of, um, rookie season. I don't expect that. And you would if you had drafted him, you know, top 10, top 12 wide receiver up the board. So at 16 here, you know, Tyre Lockett is going to be on his way out. JSN is going to get his. I don't think there's going to be any question about that. Um, but this does feel like an appropriate value. You know, going after guys like Cooper Cup, who are going to you know, score you a ton of fantasy points this year, Josh Jacobs. But he is going after um, maybe some quarterbacks like Geno Smith, uh, Jared Goff, you know, if I already feel confident that I have good quarterbacks, I'm going to take JSN over, you know, maybe grabbing one of those guys um, as my QB three, QB two. I will say I don't hate this value. I think it's fair, but there are some players after him that I would rather have. That being said, depends on how far after him they have. I'd rather have Najee Harris at this point. We're all pretty high on him this year. Mm-hmm. Rather have Goff and Devonte Adams, who's five picks later. He's the next wide receiver in ADP. That's, that's a tough one. Devontae Adams, obviously older. We don't know what the Raiders offense is going to look like with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's had trouble staying healthy. And after him, it's Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell. Oof. Oh boy. So yeah, I think in this point, in this point, you know, depending on what my team looks like, I might be inclined to take JSN and you know, Hey, JSN might be really good for best ball. Neat. What's the best way to play it? Well, the easiest buy in fantasy football, Mike, is buying into not having to worry about setting your lineup, right? And still having fun drafting all of your favorite players. Now, you can do that on Underdog Fantasy. Makes it happen. We have a 100% discount deposit match. Sorry, Mike. um, Up to $100. Use promo code rewind and you'll be golden. Get that match. Put down some money. Don't miss out. There's so many drafts going on right now. The Chihuahua came back. It's super flex now, so you can draft your super flex for your best ball. $4 to enter. Um, season long, they got higher over-unders. So many things there. You got to check out Underdog. Remember, promo code RewindGet Get 100% first-time deposit match up to $100.
Hey, do you know what you could win? Like, do you know what the prize is for the Chihuahua by chance? I believe it's twenty five thousand dollars to first place. All right, so for the price of a Starbucks coffee, you could win potentially twenty five grand. Potentially, and there's plenty of you know if you come like the top thousand, there's plenty of uh, prizes there, um, monetary yeah. prizes. I think it's like you know top five thousand, maybe something like that. So, got a platform's great. I love Best Ball. Um, I didn't do as much last year as I wanted to. I'm going to rectify that this year. When I go on vacation, I plan on drafting a ton of best ball teams, ton of them. And maybe I'll have Jordan Addison on my team too. He's Ooh, the rookie 107, maybe. the startup 512, which I think to me, you know, wide receiver 20, I love a, a rookie guy like this at the back end of a round. I love it. Yes, I said that. I'm okay with this. He's going behind. Players like Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, and Nick Chubb. You know, Nick Chubb's starting to get up there in age. But some of the guys that are going after him could really be boomer bust, especially a guy like Michael Pittman coming in with a rookie quarterback and Anthony Richardson. I'm all in right here on Jordan Addison at the 512. I think wide receiver 20 is a great value. Mm -hmm. This is probably the cheapest Jordan Addison will ever be. This right now in a startup. Yeah, I think Jordan Addison is going to smash in uh, fantasy football. I think he's going to score like uh, close to 200 fantasy points this year in PPR leagues. I think he's going to get a ton of production as the Vikings are one of the heaviest pass um, pass heaviest teams in the league. And you know, Adam Thielen's gone. Uh, Jordan Addison steps in across from Justin Jefferson, so he's going to get you know cornerback two, maybe even cornerback three coverage when they're doubling uh, Jefferson. So I think there's going to be so much production this year. His value is going to rise from here on out. I agree with you, Mike. I think this is going to be the cheapest you're going to be able to get him uh, for the next couple of years. Uh, Jordan Addison's wide receiver 20. Good value right now. We have to think about this too. When Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson were in their prime there, who was their tight end? Kyle Rudolph, right? Yep. TJ Hawkinson, depending on how they deploy him, will take way more coverage than Kyle Rudolph. And all respect, Kyle Rudolph, he's a fine NFL player just for mm -hmm. fantasy, not that great. So Jordan Addison, yeah. He's yep. going to smash. I agree. Um, maybe better so than the next player, Quentin Johnston. He's your rookie 108. He's the startup 701, wide receiver 27. I think we like the spot for Quentin Johnston. Nate, what are you feeling here? Do you like this? Yes or no? I'm going to pass on Quentin Johnston here. Um, I do like the talent, but I think he's a little risky, um, number one. And then also uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams in front of him. I know they are quite injury prone, it seems, as of late. But uh, those guys are still there, and they ha they still have a year or two at least um, on that team. So I don't think it's Quentin Johnson's team anytime soon. So I think the fancy production the first year or two uh, might not be at the level where um, you can guy you can get guys like Brandon Ayuk, Traylon Burks after Quentin Johnson right now in startups. I would rather have those guys, Traylon Burks, wide receiver one on his team, Brandon Ayuk, who has proven that he can be productive in fantasy football over the past two years. Um, I'll take those guys over Quentin Johnson right now. I know the youth and the upside with Herbert is fun and enticing but give me the proven players first i do want to clarify because we were both in on jsn so i think it's safe for us to say so we don't sound like hypocrites here we think jsn has a clearer path to being fantasy relevant sooner than quentin johnston that's basically what we're both saying right that and i think jsn's talent far surpasses quentin johnston's all right very good or and i'm gonna maybe I'm going to agree with you here as well. And just looking at what's after him, you know, like you said, DeAndre Swift is after him. I mean, I'm I'm not taking DeAndre Swift here. I'm really just staying. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm staying away from the Eagles backfield. Used to be never Patriots running backs. I think it's now going to be never Eagles running backs. I'll take Traylon. I'll take Brandon Ayuk. Apparently Traylon Burks looking really, really good in camp. 
Brandon Ayuk is as well. And I know everybody's looking good in the offseason, but these are very positive things to hear about players that we've loved for, well, liked for a little bit. So I'm going to take those guys, some bit more established guys, over a guy who's going to take a little bit to get fired up. Now, here's a guy, sound like Chris Collinsworth, Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, your rookie 109. He's the startup 805, and he's already tight end six. He's getting kind Ooh. of the Kyle Pitts treatment coming out of the gate. And by the way, if you are a patron or a YouTube subscriber, I could tell you, you might have heard his name here first. He was my small school big player last year. We bring that back for the Patreon this upcoming season, right? We're going to do that? Maybe? Yeah, of course. Good, because I like doing that. So, Nate, we're in on Dalton Kincaid here, right? This is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, we we love Dalton Kincaid. Um, a guy going before two guys actually going before Dalton Kincaid, George Pickens and Damian Pierce. I would take Dalton Kincaid over. Um, he is going before uh, Dallas Goddard, which I have those guys pretty equally rated. I mean, yeah, Goddard, we know what we're getting with him. And Dalton Kincaid, you know, obviously has the upside, but um, even the best tight end still sometimes take a little bit to you know get that fantasy production. Um, I love Dalton Kincaid. It's a toss up for me with Dallas Goddard. You know, if I think I have a competitive team, I'm going to take Dallas Goddard most likely. Um, but in most other situations, I'll take the upside uh, with Dalton Kincaid if I'm looking a little bit more down the road. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. That's the only hiccup is Dallas Goddard. And, you know, he, he showed even with Devonta Smith and AJ Brown there, he's still more than fantasy relevant. Um, gun to my head, I'd probably take Dallas Goddard. That being said, I like the value for Dalton Kincaid. Don't hate yep. it at all. Let's move on. Baltimore Ravens, Zay Flowers. He's the rookie 110. Startup 708. The wide receiver 31. Is Odell Beckham going to be a thing? Is it time for Devin Duvernay or James Prochet or Tylen Wallace or Miles Boykin? Is he uh, Miles Boykin was on the Steelers for a little bit, so he's oh. gone. Even Sorry. better. Um, is it are these guys gonna step up or is it Zay's time to shine? Nate, you are the resident Ravens fan. Talk to me. I wish I had an answer for you, Mike. Um, I don't. I do not know who is going to be the wide receiver one for the Ravens this year between OBJ, Bateman, and Flowers. Um, I do like Flowers the most out of that group at this point to have the potential for that wide receiver one position. You know, I think uh, Todd Munkin he uses these his slot receiver a lot. Uh, they're going to pass the ball a lot more this year with Lamar Jackson. So I do think Zay Flowers is going to get a ton of targets out of the slot. Um, just watching the Georgia offense, that's what uh, will really show is the over the middle of the field. Lamar Jackson can be passing the ball a lot to Andrews and Zay Flowers. So I think he's going to be pretty productive this year. But that being said, I do like Terry McLaurin. I do like Amari Cooper. I really like Amari Cooper right now as a value, and he's going after Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers is a good value here because I think he has the most upside of the Ravens wide receivers currently, and to be linked to a top quarterback like Lamar Jackson is valuable. Um, really any of these wide receivers right now for the Ravens, whoever pops off is going to be a huge value because the um, unknown of the wide receiver room is making all of these guys a value right now. The question is, which one of these guys comes through? I think Zay Flowers has the best chance at this point. Yeah, personally for me, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take I'm going to take some proven talent at the wide receiver position. Players going ahead of him, you know, we said Trey Lance, Calvin Ridley, Brock Purdy. I'm fine. I'm missing out on those players, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I'd love Terry McLaurin. At this point, you know, we're talking the seventh round. Terry McLaurin is likely going to be my wide receiver two, maybe even wide receiver three. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take Desmond Nerder. I'm in on Amari Cooper here. And yeah. Terry McLaurin is one pick right after him. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pull the trigger on Terry McLaurin. F1, as they used to call him. Never really cared. Scary, Terry. 
I thought that was Tamari on Terry. No, that was uh, Terry McLaurin. He didn't like Do you remember Tamari on Terry? I do. We have, he was supposed to be a thing. I think like Seth Williams was supposed Seth to be a thing. Williams. Yep. Um, and uh, the guy at Wake Forest that you liked. He ran really weird. <sighs> yep. Sage Surratt. Sage Surratt. <laughs> oh, man. Did not like him. You know, just a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. We we all like latch on to guys here um, at the Dynasty Rewind. Like yesterday, if you were in a league with me, or you're in the open to suggestion league with of course, me. Yeah. You saw me purging Warren Jackson off my uh, roster, which was a bit of a heartbreak. So, you know, we always latch on to players. Some better than others. I, you saw me drop Kylan Hill, too. I'm sure you got a chuckle when you saw that <laughs> slide across sleeper notification. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. Will Levis, a guy that I've been high on for a little while. He's the rookie 111. Startup 911. He's quarterback 31. So I did verify this is Superflex ADP. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to be in on Will Levis at this point. Ooh, okay. Here's why. I punt the position typically at this point. Will Levis will probably be my quarterback three. I will have already drafted Jared Goff, Geno Smith. Uh, you know, it said that the next quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo 10 picks later. I might have already had him on my roster, depending on how the runs went. So the runs, the quarterback run went there you go. for you too, Bob. Um, so I'm okay with taking a guy like this as my quarterback three, playing him on bye weeks, you know, a fill-in if I have an injury, just like I did last year with Kenny Pickett. This is the range I was kind of taking him as well, and I think that's working out well for me. Nate, what say you? I'm going to be passing up on Will Levis um, at this value everywhere, including startup drafts. I'm sorry. Um, okay. First-round quarterbacks, I'm in on. After that, sorry, man. Um, the The history does not look good for you. So just because Will Levis was not drafted in the first round, which I know, I know, you know, that the Titans were trying to trade back into the first round to draft him, but the Bills didn't want to because Dalton Kincaid fell. I know, I get it. But at the end of the day, they don't have the first round investment. They don't have that fifth year. They don't have as much invested into him. They have an easier out. You know, I can't focus on Will Levis at this value, um, especially not as, until he's a starting quarterback. If he becomes the starting quarterback of the Titans, I will buy back into Will Levis. But until that point, I'm just not going to take the value here. I'm going to rather pick up guys who are going after him like, um, Pat Frymuth. Um, I will take Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who has a bevy of weapons over there. And uh, Las Vegas. Me. No, doesn't worry me. Uh, and the Raiders don't seem worried at either. You, you read the quarterbacks behind him. They don't have an insurance policy. They're yeah. fine. They're yeah. fine. It's, it's just they, the media overblowing it. They got that pink flamingo insurance from the commercial on TV, man. Because I'll tell you what, I, and here's the thing. The reason I'm worried about Jimmy Garoppolo, and I like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's handsome. He's a, he's a good quarterback when he's healthy. And he if you look at his numbers, when he plays a full season, he is, he can more than, you know, handle count, you know, be like being able to support these players in fantasy. Josh Jacobs will get his Devonte Adams will get his. It's not going to be an issue. I just worry about the health. Hey, look, maybe he just needs to go to his third team and things will come together for him. I do have a lot of shares of Jimmy Garoppolo this year. So trust me, if anyone, I want to have a workout for it's me because I got shares. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to our rookie 112, and that is Devon A. Chain. Don't want to say it wrong. We don't want to seem out of touch. He's the startup 909. He's running back 28, and I'm going to tell you that I'm in, but I have concerns. Ooh. Mainly that concern is Dalvin Cook mm. because he said he wants to go to Miami. The smoke's there. It's just, it seemed... We all said 
especially we're guilty on this channel. Miami's the perfect place for Devon A. Chain. You know, Charbonnet didn't go where we wanted him to. Some other guys didn't exactly where we wanted to. We got what we wanted here. I'm just afraid of, you know, every time I get what I want, something bad happens. <laughs> for example, I planned a nice Father's Day, got bronchitis. <laughs> it was in bed all weekend. I'm in. You're in. I'm in. You know, you're looking at he's going a little bit ahead of guys like Mike Williams, Will Levis, Pat Frymuth, but gotta take, you gotta take the young running backs. And James Cook is the next running back at four picks later. Are we still in on James Cook? Are we still doing this? Like, is that still a yeah. thing that's happening? Right? I like are we gonna we're gonna learn, stay away from the Buffalo running back room and just like New England, just like it's like Philadelphia. So, I mean, Zach Charbonnet's off the board. Rashad Bateman's off the board. Alexander Madison's off the board at this point, too. So, I'm fine. I think he's going to be fine. I'm in. Nate, doesn't sound like you are, but tell me. I'm not. I'm not in. Um, you know, I'm scared about Davin Cook as well. And I'm just, I wasn't a huge A-Chain fan as well. But i take Tank Bigsby over. You know, I, no, would, I would take uh, Pat Frymuth. Of course I would. Yeah, come on. I, I think that he's just an overinflated value right now for um, he's a, he's a good guy to pick up in best ball. I know I kind of hate that saying, but I don't think he's going to be consistent. I'm not going to know when to start him. I think that Miami backfield is going to be a lot like the 49ers backfield has been over the past couple of years before CMC got there. It's still going to be Jeff Wilson there. It's still going to be Raheem Mostert there. It's going to be Devon, Devon a chain. It's going to be Dalvin cook. It's going to be a bunch of different hot hands. And I just would rather put my investment in somewhere else. <laughs> Hey, he's still there, man. Yeah, I guess so. Jerry Dokes, is he still there? I don't want to look it up because I really <laughs> kind of don't want to know. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it. So that's what we're looking at. That's how, you know, it's it's a good way to gauge values of rookies in a startup. So that's going to do it for us. But that's not going to do it for you. Head on over to SeatGeek.com if you're going to a game or if you're a Swifty. You get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Use the promo code Dynasty Rewind. Nate talked to you about best ball before. Go check it out, man. Underdog is the shizzle, as they say. As I talked to you before, visit our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. And hey, check the link down in any of our YouTube videos, our awesome new merch store, Spreadshop. And by the way, if you sign up for our Patreon, Bob runs 25% off deals in the Patreon coupon code. It's like a one-day only thing, but 25% is 25%, ladies and gentlemen. So until next time, for Nate, the Professor Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time.